Hey everyone, welcome to Digital Worship. I'm Pastor John Corollis, one of the pastors here at Shepherd, and it's good to be with you as we continue our series, uh, Echoes of Faith, Embracing the Heritage of Hymns in the Church. And this week we've got a familiar hymn and a familiar psalm that we'll be reflecting on today, as they are basically a description of what human life is all about when we're in our connection, our relationship with the God who made us, how he leads us, how he guides us, how he protects us, and that uh, it even gives us this accurate picture of life where not everything is just calm and serene always, but instead, you know, there are times where we walk through great valleys and have great triumphs, and yet through it all, God is with us. So today, the psalm that we'll be reflecting on is Psalm 23. So I want to read through that with you and then talk a little bit about how it helps us understand what the Christian life um, is all about. And then we'll be looking at the old hymn from the 1800s called The King of Love, My Shepherd Is. Maybe you know it, maybe you don't, but it's basically a rewrite of the psalm in a more melodic language. And it also captures some of the same imagery using different language so that we can get at this promise that God gives us from another angle. So let's take a listen to Psalm 23 together. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Now, this translation maybe is not what you're used to hearing. Some of the, the common phrases we have, like, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, or, or, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, or depending on what translation you grew up with, many people are familiar with different lines and aspects of this particular psalm. And, and yet, even in this more modern telling, this more modern translation that tries to use language and words that are more familiar to, to more of us, maybe without a church background or just not quite in practice with using those churchy words, uh, we get this picture of life. And sometimes when we hear something so poetic or so familiar, we lose sight of really the broader picture that it's painting for us. But essentially what's taking place here is David, the king of Israel who wrote this psalm, is reminding himself of what the characteristics of his relationship with God are like. He remembers that God is his shepherd, his leader, his protector, his guide, the one that is taking him through life. And when he follows the directions and the instructions and obeys the laws of his shepherd, of his leader, of his caretaker, he is led through life in a way where he can count on God's presence. He can count on God's protection. And this is true no matter where he goes. You can hear in the psalm there's a description of being led by quiet streams in green meadows. Maybe that's a picture of the times in life where things are going predictably, things are going well, things are comfortable. And yet there also is this description of going through the valley with the darkest shadows. Uh, there's even language in the original Hebrew that suggests this is a reference specifically to kind of the look upon someone's face when they're close to death. And so there's this, there's this picture of life's calm and easy times and also life's more trying and difficult times, even the most terrifying time of coming close to death's door. And yet what's clear here is not that the sheep is kind of wandering around on his own and happens to be in a good place here and happens to be in a difficult place here. No, instead we get this picture of the shepherd walking alongside and guiding his sheep, his, his, uh, his flock of sheep through these different areas um, every step of the way. 
In other words, the, the shepherd is guiding his sheep, and it's not just a matter of random chance as to where they end up, but, but instead, the sheep can trust that the shepherd is leading them through something that he intended them to go through. We don't need to get too caught up in, okay, is God choosing to put me through the, the challenges that I'm facing, or am I uh, having to suffer as a result of my own choices and the consequences of my actions? No, instead, we need to remember the frame that David is using to describe this relationship he has with God, with his shepherd. He's a sheep who's being led, and he's being led in the ways of righteousness, in the right ways. He's being led according to the will and calling of, of God. And so we get this picture of life with God where uh, when we agree, when we trust, when we obey, when we strive to be led by God instead of trying to convince him of the right way for us to go or instead of trying to win his favor by being a great person or by doing a number of good things or by contributing a certain amount of money. Instead, when we, when we understand the relationship is one where we are being led, we're being fed, we're being cared for, we are being protected by our God. Therefore, we trust him, we humbly follow him, we, we dive into his word to hear his voice. We know that he calls us into different seasons and out of other seasons. He's leading us through life. He's leading us along right paths. He's leading us through life in a way that brings honor to his name. Our faithfulness, our obedience, our praise, our care for others. These are ways in which we as sheep can contribute to the glory that God receives. We can praise him with our actions, with our words. We can engage in conversation with him through our prayers. And this strong relationship between shepherd and sheep is, is a great way for us to have a picture of what our relationship with God should look like. And it also equips us to walk through the different circumstances we face in life without having to constantly wonder, what is God doing? What is he testing me with? What is he trying to get me to do? Why am I going through this and not that? Or why does my path look different than others? Instead, we can take heart. We can take comfort in the fact that God is with us and that he is not abandoning us. He is not trying to test our strength or prove to, to himself how valuable we are. No, he is leading us like a shepherd leads his sheep through meadows and through valleys, through good times and through bad times. The shepherd stays with his sheep. And then the, the psalm kind of ends with this picture of a feast. And the language that's used in the psalm is, you know, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He sets a table before me with my enemies all around. And we might originally think, you know, what what is this picture actually of? Is this a battlefield where I'm all of a sudden having a big buffet before I go and enter into conflict with an enemy? Or is this something else? And uh, there's a really helpful kind of perspective on this psalm that takes into account the fact that there's a meal, the fact that there is oil and an anointment taking place, the fact that there is um, an overflowing cup, in other words, kind of banquet wine being served. And when we take those three details into consideration, we realize that this is actually a victory feast. This is something that's taking place after the battle's already been won. And so the shift in tone of the psalm has gone from wandering through the ups and downs of life at the side of our shepherd to now the shepherd having won a victory for us over all our enemies, over all those that would try and uh, try and take us away from him. And instead, we are now at this victory feast and, and are able to enjoy the relationship and care uh, of our Heavenly Father. And that's when we understand that, that the psalm has now taken into perspective not just our earthly walk, 
but instead our eternal walk with our God. The shepherd leads us through this life and brings us into the heavenly feast. And that's why it ends with this line, I shall dwell, I shall live in the house of my Lord forever. That's the perspective. That's the, that's the, the viewpoint that David has as he's considering his life, as he's looking at the life that he's walking through. He faced many challenges and he faced many victories. And his, his trust was not in that God would eventually work all things out for him. Instead, it was that he would eternally end up in that heavenly feast, in that heavenly kingdom, in the heavenly house of his God. And he wrote that all in this beautiful psalm that describes our walk through life as well. And we can cling to those same promises as we make our way through life. Let's take a look at Psalm, uh, let's take a look at uh, a hymn, number 709 in our Lutheran service book, The King of Love My Shepherd Is. And we'll just read through these, these verses together and hear how they also are a description of this same promise. God is with us in this life and he's leading us into an eternal heavenly victory feast with him as well. It goes like this, the king of love, my shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never. I nothing lack if I am his and he is mine forever. We already get this language of a king, a victorious one who is leading us and providing for us. And it's that forever, that eternal perspective where streams of living water flow, my ransomed soul he leadeth. In other words, the the shepherd has won over the sheep. He has paid the price for them to be with him and takes care of them by providing living water for them. And where the verdant pastures grow with food celestial feedeth. We get these kind of strange poetic words, but what we're getting is a picture of the provision that God gives us. He's caring for us not only in our bodies, but also in our souls. He's caring for us in this life and he's caring for us in the next as well. We're having eternal sustenance being given to us through the care of our of our brothers and sisters in Christ, through participating and receiving God's gifts, through communion and through baptism, through engaging in worship with the other Christians around us. Perverse and foolish, oft I strayed. How often do we go on our own way, striving for our own desires, but yet in love he sought me and on his shoulder gently laid and home rejoicing brought me. How beautiful is that picture of the shepherd that goes after his sheep who try to wander their own way, who end up lost in their own issues, and yet he picks them up, carries them on his shoulder, and brings them safely home. In death's dark veil, here's that valley of the shadow of death, darkest valley kind of language. In death's dark veil, I fear no ill with thee, with you, dear Lord, beside me. Your rod and staff, my comfort still, your cross before to guide me. You know, in the psalm, we get this rod and staff language, and we begin to understand that uh, our shepherd has a significant responsibility. He has to correct our, our course of action at times, and he also has to protect us from our enemies, engaging in conflict, engaging in battle for us. And yet, as we look back and recognize that Jesus is our good shepherd, we understand that his rod and his staff took the shape of a cross, And keeping that in mind helps us understand that there will be great challenges in this life because there are spiritual forces organized against our walking with him. There are, there are enemies of our souls, enemies of our hearts and minds that are striving to take us away from our God, away from our shepherd. And yet we get this promise that our good shepherd is there to protect us, to engage in battle for us. Thou spreadst a table in my sight, thine unction grace bestoweth, and oh, what transport of delight from thy pure chalice floweth. 
uh, some weird language in this verse, frankly, stuff we're not used to hearing. But what's really being uh, described here? Uh, the description of a, of a table being spread, a, a, a feast being prepared, and then the unction of grace bestoweth. In other words, there is an anointment taking place, the oil of anointment. And what is in that oil of an anointment? What do we receive from God? His grace. It's poured out on us in our baptisms. It's delivered to us in communion. It's, it's spoken over us as we confess our sins and receive forgiveness. God's grace is poured out on us in many ways. And oh, what delight, what joy there is when we receive that grace and recognize that our cup is overflowing with His gifts. His grace has no limit. His forgiveness doesn't know an end point. And because of that, that transformative power over us through the power of the Spirit continues to give us joy and hope in this life that may be full of all kinds of problems, all kinds of struggles, all kinds of issues. And yet we know that ultimately that heavenly feast will be spread out before us and we will have a seat at the table. And so through all the length of days, thy goodness faileth never. Good shepherd, may I sing thy praise within thy house forever. It ends with this beautiful prayer. God, bring me home with you forever that I might join my voice with those that have come before me and are coming after me, Lord, to be a part of that heavenly choir, serving you, praising you, worshiping you in that place, knowing that all the, all the hardships and all the sadness of this life will be forgotten. And that hope that we have for that reality brings us through the difficulties that we face today. I love Psalm 23. If you know anything about Shepherd of the Desert, you know that this is a symbolically very important psalm for us as well. If you go to our our traditional sanctuary and you walk in and you look at the stained glass along the, the ground floor, you'll notice that it has these pictures of sheep and shepherds, and it's actually a stained glass art piece based on Psalm 23. So I encourage you, if you ever have time to visit us or if you pop into worship, glance around the sanctuary on our Shea campus and take a look at how each of those stained glass windows portrays an element of this psalm and how it can also be a wonderful reflection, a wonderful expression of God's promise to lead us every day in all our ways through life that we would be a part of his heavenly kingdom as well. Thanks for joining us this week. I hope that as you walk through the different challenges and, 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 uh, and, and difficulties of this life, you'd remember this psalm and also remember to repeat it to yourself and share it with others as we all strive to walk together in the flock of God's sheep, of God's lambs, that he takes care of us as the good shepherd. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time.